Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. We're in episode 109. My name is Craig Perales. Joining me, as always, is Mandrew Montemayor. So, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, do us a favor, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, jump down below, leave us a comment so that we can interact with you guys. Uh, and then definitely share this video. And where you would like to share them is if you guys want to check out our social media links right now, that'll take you to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Twitter page, and if you guys are listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, then check us out on Anchor, which is our new home for the podcast, but it can take you to Spotify and iTunes, wherever you get your podcast uh, source. So, with that down, guys, uh, we like to drink beers when we start the episode, and this week's beer is the Voodoo Ranger V2K, that is out of the New Belgium Brewing Company, we use Beer Advocate now, so they've actually rated this an 88, which is a very good beer. Sits at a 6.9%, um, and its uh, availability is a rotating seasonal beer. Its notes are, its hops is Cascade, Centennial, Citra, and Simcoe, and the malt is Pale, Caramel, White, Wheat, Malted Oats. Andrew, this is a brand new beer. We haven't had this one, even though I know we do like our Voodoo Rangers. Are you tasting... Any of, that, any of that? I don't taste any caramel. It does taste good to me. I can tell that I'm drinking like an IPA, but it doesn't taste like bad or anything. And that's the hard thing for me right now is I'm kind of second guessing some things like, is this how it naturally tastes or am I just not tasting it right? But I kind of sense a little bit, not caramel or anything like that, but I can sense some sort of taste that's a little hard to describe, but it is good. Yeah, these ones I can always taste more of like the the, the wheat and the malted oats. Like when it comes to those IPAs, I if that's what I'm tasting, then I guess that's what I would kind of... Um, put that on, but um, I don't know. They always make a solid beer. Do you like the name V2K, by the way? Voodoo 2000? Oh, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I wonder if they stole that from like Chris Jericho's they Butt K. Yes, dude. That that needs to be his new branding. It needs to be V2K on his butt cheeks when he wrestles from now on. That'd be pretty cool, but no, I, I like him. I think we've liked every Voodoo Ranger that we got. I was actually surprised to see you bring this this week because I know the other week you're like, we're trying to get away from IPAs and here we are back again with another well, IPA. Yeah, if it's one that we like, um, then it's something we got to stick to, at least when it comes to doing IPA. Because I guess I didn't realize just when you go to the bar, or not the bar, when you go to like a store to look for beers, IPA just dominates the aisle. They so do. I guess I just didn't realize how many there were. So when we find a good one and it's not recommended by a fan that we have to go look for, I'd rather stick to something we at least know and just kind of maybe expand so we try different versions of it. I'd be ready because this week I'm going to bring something that looks like real dog shit. Oh, I'm always ready to drink fucking something nasty. So uh, if you guys are uh, watching at home, grab a beer and drink along with us. And as always, if you want to recommend something to drink, whether that be a cocktail or a beer, leave that down in the comments below and we will do our best to find it. So before we jump into our main stories, we do What Are You Up To? Where Andrew and I take a second and talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching, if we got anything cool going on in our lives. So Andrew, what are you up to? Uh, I know we've both been playing a little bit of something that revolves around our stories today, so I'm kind of going to skip that and I'll get into that a little bit later. As far as other things that I've been playing, I actually finished Lost Judgment. I went through, I'd already beaten the story beforehand, but I wanted to do all the side school missions because I actually really like those. It's kind of crazy because they have like, a, I was telling Craig earlier, like an esports club where you're playing like a full-blown version of Virtual Fighter, a boxing one which actually has all kinds of different moves that turned out to be really cool. That sounds really cool. <laughs> so I actually really liked it. I was going to go through and 100% it as in do all the side quests too, but then it started getting to... Like, oh, you got to do this weird board game thingy that I don't want to do because if I lose halfway through, I got to start it over again. Ooh. Plus, there's another one where there's like 
a hundred and something paintings all over the place of a squirrel. And squirrel! Uh, <laughs> and you got to find at least 55 of them to, for a certain mission to show up. And after that, I was like, okay, fuck that. Like, I'm done. Like, all the other stuff was really cool. I had a lot of fun. I'm actually going to be starting Metroid Dread. We already went ahead and picked that up. As far as anything else, I haven't watched anything new because I've been trying to grind through Lost Judgment and finish everything I could. So now I'm kind of going to open up and maybe do some new horror movies because uh, if you follow us on Instagram, I've been doing 31 days of Halloween. So I've been watching stuff like... You know, Jaws. I was going to ask you, like, documentaries. What's the, what, anything stand out so far now that we're about two weeks or so into, uh, into October? I haven't watched anything new. I've just only done stuff strictly that I've seen before. So I know this week I want to at least try and do the new Candyman movie because I Ooh, heard that yeah. one was, like, really, really good. So that's going to be my big one. And then um, one of our other friends of the show, Tellular, Chelsea, sent me, like, a list of uh, – easy to pick movies from like hulu netflix hbo max whatever it is that you have so there's a couple on there that i think i haven't seen so i'm gonna start branching out and start watching some new stuff now that i've finished like my big big game before i was just like fuck this thing's in japanese i can't have a movie on at the same time while trying to read this or whatever so yeah i know when you you're on like netflix and i know mainly hulu because that's mainly what i watch is um they'll do like spooktober and they'll just have a category lined up of like all the movies for october that fall under that so you know, I'm sure even when you do Christmas Day too. So yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to see. Like at the end of the month, I'm going to ask you like what were your top three movies, whether that be old ones or new ones. And I, I kind of want to see what your answer is going to be. Well, as anyone knows, already always in my top because I'm terrified. That's my absolute biggest fear besides like heights is sharks. So I already got like deeply seeing Jaws out of the way. <laughs> Just nice. watching Jaws as shitty as it looks gives me mad anxiety. Excellent. What have you been up to? So and are you watching any scary movies this? No, I haven't done anything yet in October. I'm sure I'll get around to it. There's a there's a few uh, movies I want to like that, and I guess it's a good time to plug that Andrew and I um, are gonna have a top five Halloween movies to watch um, for October that we should be coming that should be coming out this week. So we can at least start giving people some new ideas. No. Yeah, I do definitely have some cool recommendations. Nice. So what I did end up watching was uh, the Many Saints of Newark, which came out on October first. It's the prequel movie of The Sopranos that's on. Um, HBO Max, which, and you can also see it in theaters, where I feel like anyone that's doing this move is really shooting themselves in the foot. Like, it's you're, it's kind of proven that when you launch a movie on a service the same day it launches in theaters, you're just losing out on revenue. It's, a, it's why the whole big thing happened with Scarlett Johansson and Black right. Widow. Like, it's just not a smart move to do. You're, you're really dividing your audience. So, um, unfortunately, a movie that I probably would have seen in theaters, I was just like, eh. I'll sit home and watch it in HBO Max. And the other thing this thing has going against it, and I think a lot of movies like this do, is if you're a TV show that was a hit or successful and it's been a while, it's really hard to ask people to go back into a theater 10, 20, 30 years later and watch a movie about it. Like, it happened with Entourage. Um, I know it happened with Sex in the City. Um, so this movie, you, you can watch it as a standalone but you really should at least have some coherent knowledge of what Sopranos is, which is one of the biggest shows on HBO Max, because this is a prequel. But it's kind of is set around what how Tony Soprano came be, became Tony Soprano. So it's got really cool, interesting characters in it. Like um, it follows uh, Dickie Moltisanti. So if you guys watch Sopranos, his the, the pretty much the kid that he takes under his wing is Christopher um, Moltisanti. Chrissy. So, Christopher. So this is his father. And uh, you actually get to see 
Tony's father, who's Johnny Soprano, who's played by John Bernthal. It's got um, the guy that plays uh, Junior in this is Corey Stoll. John who, Bernthal's his father? John Bernthal's his father, dude. So I kind of forgot because I, I know I saw the trailer, but then once I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's in here. He's in here. He's in here. So it's got a really good cast of characters. And who I forgot, um, the guy that plays Dickie uh, Moltisanti is Alessandro Nivola. And he looks sharp. He looks like a clean cat. But I knew he looked familiar. He's actually Pollux Troy from Face Off, the baby oh, brother. Oh, shit. So I'm I, like, oh, because I, I, his face looked familiar, but without that dorky look to him, I'm like, you know, so in this movie, in this one, he's actually like the badass. He's bye, the one that looks what was my medication? So um, it's got Ray Liotta in it, who does, you know, a phenomenal job. Um, like I said, Corey Stoll, who was um, Yellow Jacket in Ant-Man and the Wasp in Ant-Man, or in <coughs> Ant-Man. Um, but the cool part is, is that Michael Gandolfini, who's James Gandolfini's son in real life, plays young Tony because as we all know or if you weren't aware of James Gandolfini passed away so he yeah. actually plays his younger version in the movie and it's a really cool um it's a really cool setting it's the 60s and 70s so you're kind of getting like the black riots happening in the street and like some police brutality they really kind of showcase that so it's narrated by uh the guy that actually plays Christopher in it and he kind of starts saying this is my uncle here's how it is well if you guys are interested in checking it out um it's doing okay it's got like an average score of like six but I enjoyed it my buddy Carlos is the one that reminded me of it and um I suggest recommending it I don't know if I now that I've seen it if I would have saw it in theater so I am kind of glad I didn't spend the money and just watch it in my bed at home would you say for someone like me because I've actually been wanting to watch the Sopranos should I watch this first before I start the show because I already have a basic understanding of who's who because it pops up in my YouTube feed all the time so I've seen a shit ton of clips. I know a ton of stuff that happens. So that's always what's kind of been like, damn, I actually kind of want to watch the show. I'll say this right off the bat. If there's something, if you don't know anything about Sopranos, there's a spoiler in the very beginning that was a big, that was a big thing in like season six of Sopranos. So if you don't, if you, if you're not, if you don't mind that already being ruined for you, then go for it. All right. You have to tell me what that is after. <laughs> well, then I'm spoiling it for you. I, I probably already know though. Okay. So I, then I won't ruin that for anybody, but I would say ruins everything. Yeah. Go check it out. As far as what I was playing, I just beat Kana Bridge of Spirits was the game by Amber Lab. I talked about it last episode. Um, it was a good game. Uh, I didn't, I kind of always forget that this developer, this is their first time at making a game and it's not the best thing in the world, but it's really, it's really smooth. The combat's really fun to play. The puzzles are really good. It um it looks like I said before like a Pixar game come to life. So if you guys haven't checked it out, if you're interested in it, it's on the PS5 timed exclusive. It's only forty bucks, so it's about right to jump in and play. And then as far as what I'm playing after that is Far Cry Six, but Andrew and I will be talking about that in a minute. So that is what I've been up to. So let's move into our main story, and that is that uh <coughs> the Battlefield 2042. Beta uh, just launched, and that is a game that's published by EA, developed by DICE, and the way you could get your hands on it was if you pre-ordered the game, you could get the beta, or on the Game Pass, if you have the EA Play subscription, you were able to get it as well, and this ran from October 6th to October 9th, and the big thing that it was kind of showcasing is that it was running the 128 players, so... This game, um, I, I'm excited for it, but it's not something like I'm, it's not going to be first on my list to play. This is generally like Andrew's wheelhouse. So for the duration of this, I mean, I'll pretty much let Andrew kind of handle the scenes and kind of give his feedback on it. So before we get into, I'm a, I actually kind of want to ask your opinion on it. Cause uh, again, I know you got some matches in it and I'm going to go on for like a little bit. So I'd like to hear what you have to say, but I do want to know that, uh, 
I got this information from our Inside Mana EA, and by that I mean their Twitter, that this beta is a little bit old. It's actually from the start of September. I think it said in the notes that the last time anyone made any sort of tweak, whatever that may be, was like September 19th. And I know that's originally when the beta was supposed to go out, and that actually got delayed and pushed back. So any problems you might have or anything like that, you got to keep in mind this is a beta that is a month or so old. So, I mean, there's a couple things in there. But was it how, a, was it an in-house beta? Or was the, was the public have access to that? Because no, I, I don't even remember that coming out on September. No, they were so it was supposed that was the rumors that it was oh. supposed to be in September, but then it never came out, and everyone just thought whatever. But according to those notes and based off of it's the information we have now, is that it should have been coming out, and that they had ended up having to push that back, gotcha. probably due to the release date as well. So, how did you feel about it? So I, I did play a couple matches of it. I just because I did just want to see like how it looked, how it played, and I got to say. You know, without knowing much about Battlefield, like, it looked fantastic. At least on the, when I played it. Um, it looked really well. And I got to say, in my, if, if, if I'm thinking of this correctly, I think it played better than Call of Duty Vanguard. At least I had more fun playing it. But I don't think it was as crisp and smooth as Halo Infinite. Because it kind of seemed for a minute it was just back-to-back betas of these first-person shooters. So Infinite if, was the better beta yeah. out of all three. So if you were that. someone that's into shooters, like, this was the time to play it. And luckily, you know, enough for us, we got to play... All of them. So really, my hands-on experience would really just be kind of comparing them. I would say I had more fun with it than Vanguard, less fun with it than Halo Infinite. But I think it's a slightly an unfair comparison just because Halo Infinite just had more to show. Yeah. So there was more to gauge it off of. So I had more to take in that I liked versus something that I liked that I didn't get enough of. But it was at first it was a little confusing for me because I wasn't sure what was happening. I actually was on the headset with Andrew and I'm like, so I'm, I'm getting dropped into these points. There's 128 people. I mean, I won the first round I was in, but I didn't do much. It seemed like I was kind of running from place A to D. Is that all the checkpoints you had to go to? And was it really just uh, it's like A down? through D? But yeah, there's a few for, um, for the, uh, when they did the beta, they actually only had one mode, which is conquest. And that, uh, well, I, I could start with that. Maybe that was actually one of my big negatives. For this is that I'm not a Conquest player, but I've already played Battlefield, so I know what it is. I know the difference between Battlefield and like a, a rush mode, something a little bit smaller in scale. And I felt like that's what, sh- there should have been something out there for someone like you who's not, you don't want to feel, your first experience was probably like, it's overwhelming, it's too big. And now I'm also spending however much time running from point A to point B to point B to point C mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So it just feels like you're running from spot to spot most of the time versus I'm always in an engagement. Yeah, I was kind of, you know, I don't know why at least some betas like this just don't, if you're going to show off that big game mode, which I know that's kind of what they're hyping up, this big 128 players, at least throw in some sort of like, I don't say deathmatch, I don't know what they would call their smaller thing. They, but like, they do have like yeah, a team deathmatch, yeah, something. Yeah, let me get at least play to get just, someone to just get more familiar with the mechanics. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing in a 128-man match. Versus, let me just get into a small mode where I can just test out some gunplay and test out, right. you know, the running around and the rest of them. Because there were a couple of buttons down there that I was looking at. I'm like, well, I don't want to waste time fucking with these when I've got 128, you know, guns yeah. on my back. So overall, though, I do got to say it looked nice. It ran smooth and the gunplay um, was tight. So out of any other small boxes, I'm able to list off and check. It checked them all. So um, I, I really wouldn't know what to even look for when it came to like a con. Yeah, so. I'll start. So what do you got, big man? I I, I, got, I have a pros and a cons list. I'm not gonna sit here and nitpick every little thing. Like there was some 
clipping for the most part the game ran fine especially knowing how old it was they probably have fixed that between then but as far as my pros go it did run great for most of the time i felt like this game for having 128 players with destructibility with shit like rockets taking off in the middle of the map and a giant tornado that could whip up at any time and start sucking in all the vehicles and everything <laughs> like that this ran infinitely better than Vanguard did, which blows my mind mm -hmm. because Vanguard doesn't have that many people. It doesn't have people switching their stuff on the fly. It didn't have all these crazy vehicles. It's one map with no destructibility except for maybe jumping through a window and breaking it. So that <laughs> was the craziest thing. I did actually think that it looked really good. I was expecting it kind of to not, especially with this jump to 128. It looked really, really good. And not just like as far as out as you can see in the distance up close to people what they're doing with the weapons i think it really felt like a battlefield game this gave me that feeling of what i felt with battlefield 4 which was my favorite one and i have a little bit of negative into that later on but even things when they start to change it up because they only had the one conquest mode i played like four or five matches and i'm just playing whatever whatever and then i get into one and it's raining all of a sudden. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even know that that was an option in here. I don't know if my cousin who had been playing and he played some like me. I think he said it wasn't until like, he's like, oh, you know what? You're right. It does start raining in one of these matches. So that was something that we didn't even know. And we'd already played like an hour or so in. So <laughs> I thought that was really cool to have that variable weather. Because I feel like it's the, even if the map isn't different, it's the illusion that gives it to me. It's almost like when you have two guns that maybe are exactly the same, the same stats, shoot the same, they just look different. I like the illusion of choice. And so just having <laughs> a different time of day, it makes me feel like, okay, there's more to this game. There's more to the map. Another thing that I liked was that um, the shooting felt great. It felt really tight. Like I didn't feel like everything was bouncing all over the place. Like it felt really good, especially when you're hitting somebody. And I actually, something that I wasn't sure of at first is they added like a in-game customization now to where if you're out, you're fighting people, you could go crouch, do whatever. You can, you can do it whenever you want to. Obviously, you want to get behind cover. Is that you can automatically pull up a little menu and change your scopes, change your grip, change whatever you want to on your gun on the fly. Whereas before, and something you wouldn't know because you didn't play Battlefield, mm -hmm. is that you couldn't do that before. You would have to redeploy, which kills yourself and counts as a death towards your stats, then go back into the menu, change all your stuff, and then relaunch. Blah. And Battlefield 4, when it actually launched, and I don't know if they really had this issue since then, I noticed it a little bit kind of after that in, the few, in a few games, but not too bad, was that when you would launch sometimes, because they had bugs, it would put all kinds of random attachments on your guns instead of what's actually supposed to be there. And so that was something I actually didn't think was going to be good, but I ended up liking it. What I didn't like, and I think the biggest thing is like he's saying, is that there was one game mode. I'm not a Conquest fan, but I understand what Battlefield is. So for anyone new to Battlefield, you probably felt like you were running around a lot because this map is huge. All the Battlefield maps are huge. So I like when they take a more dynamic smaller piece and say all right here's a and b and that's all you're going to back and forth and then pushing further i'm a huge rush fan and that's really it for me um rush like the uh dog and Mega Man, exactly like that <laughs> um i felt like the ui was a little bit cluttered i know he was saying that a little bit earlier it felt like there's a lot of shit on screen going on at once so it didn't feel as like clean and it just feels like there's a lot of stuff in the way i think one of my bigger things was um only your squad is green not your team i don't know if you could change the colors but with the other guy's it, orange, I did see orange. Yeah, they're around. they're orange instead of like a red, and I would have preferred a harder red or like a harder color because there's sometimes too where it's only like a little blip over my teammate, especially if they're far away. That if they're standing up against like a wall, 
that blue on that gray with the concrete, I can't tell that that's a friendly. So I'll be shooting at them, and then I feel like an idiot because I'm like, oh, shit, that's a teammate. I look like a dumbass. <laughs> um, there's a little bit of kind of skipping into the map. So that was the biggest thing that I had. Is sometimes I'd be shooting at someone, or sometimes I'm running, and you would find yourself like bouncing oh like, i did, I did the map run into and go up and down once, yeah. but for how old that beta is i'm sure that's something they fixed by now i think my biggest issue and my biggest concern with this game and there's a little bit of an identity crisis as far as before they had your set operators you could be like assault sniper medic engineer and so you have your set classes that you have to have something you could be a medic but you had to have like a healing item or something like that in there it seems like they throw everything in with the sink on these new specialists so now you could be a specialist which is cool but i would prefer a specialist has a set class because now i can't see who's a medic i can't see who's um support so i can't request ammo i don't know who's who and what they're running and so you could even be like a sniper that you can heal yourself while throwing down sniper ammo so you have like an infinite loop of i could just back up heal myself and then do whatever even though there's not that verticality issue as much anymore because now you can grapple up to someone it's not as hard to get there to people who like to camp like that but i would like to see something a little more to where i could tell who's who because again it was always easier in the old ones Especially now, if I get shot and I go down, you request a medic. I can't tell if there's a medic around me. At least in like four other games, it showed you the closest medic. It told you their distance. Even if you're requesting a medic, you could see the medic map or thing. Medic! The I Yeah, the <laughs> medic icon on your players. Now, when I'm looking at my squad, I don't know who's who. So, if we're just a bunch of fucking support people and there's nobody with a rocket launcher, you know, I can't tell if other people are running in a rocket launcher as support to be able to take out enemy vehicles. How the hell am I supposed to know that? you know i'm gonna have to switch back or whatever and try to be that team player all in all i'm really excited for this game it gave me the vibes of battlefield 4 which is my favorite one i even liked hardline after that one was kind of okay and the five kind of lost it for me because i felt like it just kind of wasn't there and what it was supposed to be there is like i said a little bit of whatever in there as far as identity goes but we'll see how that comes out i think that's something they could either change or maybe after i spend more time with a complete game they have some sort of workaround or some sort of scenario that they can do to fix that either way i'm super excited and i think that this beta was hands down way better than vanguard halo infinite was a lot crisper but i would say this is a close second i don't think it blew it out of the water do you think that this so everything that you had a problem with you think by the time this game releases they'll either clean that up or at least fix it to where it's going to just it kind of address most of those issues i think they could because i kind of really only had minor grabs the only thing that would be the big thing about this because obviously they've they've already got all the different game modes they could clean up the ui that's not hard the map skipping i'm sure that's something they want to fix and i'm sure there's gonna be some sort of color palette it's more the the operator system and the specialist system that's kind of what they went all in and so that would be my biggest thing and I don't know how they would fix that in the future. So, I, I mean, everything else really wasn't too bad. And I know that they already have fixes for it. That's my biggest thing. And that's my biggest one where I'm up in the air. Because it's already hard enough sometimes, too, where you have people not playing the OBJ. This just kicks the door wide open even more for that. Like, okay, I'm going to be a medic class because they have whatever weapon. But I'm not going to focus on healing people, throwing down health packs i'm not going to focus on reviving anyone same with ammo you know it's already hard enough to kind of get ammo it's not like call of duty you don't spawn with you know 300 bullets in your gun so does um so i know we're going to get this game and we're going to split it so i'll definitely dive into it and play at least a campaign i'm sure i'll jump into the multiplayer with you but so when does that game actually drop oh yeah this game is coming out november 19th and that actually remind me my final gripe about this and something <laughs> they should have had in it is that you could not play in a squad with somebody else so like when craig was trying to jump in 
I know that he's like a little like, oh, I don't want to bring your squad down. I'm like, no, dude, like jump in. Like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Like, I don't care about that sort of stuff. This isn't that kind of game anyway. This is the kind of game where even if you're a medic and all you're doing is healing people, you could be at the top of the scoreboard because you're doing your part for the crew and that's what matters. And I couldn't explain shit to him. And so when he's talking about, hey, what's this over here? I don't know what you're looking at. I can't tell you. So that would have been the other big thing that they should have launched with. But either way, November 19th. I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait to see like more of what they have going on. Nice. And so what are we jumping into second? So our next big story is actually going to be on Far Cry 6. That game has come out. I personally have not played it yet. I'm actually going to run through Metroid Dread first because I need something a little more smaller, bite-sized after the Lost Judgment. But I know you spent a lot of time playing it. I've been in a party with you. I've seen you jumping in. So go ahead and take us away. Yeah, so uh, Far Cry 6 is out, guys. This was developed by Ubisoft uh, Milan in Toronto and then published by uh, Ubisoft as well as the Milan. It uh, dropped on October 6th. I think it was just a release date for Stadia because when I asked Andrew when he was grabbing it, he said the 7th. And I'm like, I remember the 6th. And I looked it up, and I think it was only for Stadia. So for everyone else, it was it came out October 7th. If you guys remember, this game was originally supposed to be come out February 18th. So well earlier into the year than this late as it did. I, I should, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, actually, when I Googled it online, if you looked up the release date, it said October 6th. Yeah, that's, 6th. What I said. So that's when you said it. I almost wrote you back, and I'm like, motherfucker, it's, it comes out the but, 6th. And then I, but I looked it up like official, and then it said 7th, and I'm like... Oh, Stadia. I kept seeing Stadia. It was all over the place on 6. If you go on Wikipedia, it's the 7th. GameStop, it's the 7th. Yeah. On their website, there was one that said 6, one that said 7. So I had no clue what that was yeah. about. Yeah, so uh, either way, it is finally out. Um, this game, if you guys are focusing just on the campaign and the kind of just <coughs> focusing on the main storyline and not doing all the collectibles, it's going to roughly take you between 20 to 25 hours to complete a game like this. But if you are looking to checkbox everything and collect all the goodies, then this game would take you anywhere from 40 and up so what are you doing um i'm kind of mixing it in between i because we do got to play metroid dread and then you know back for blood does come out tomorrow so right. i am trying to knock it out i don't want to say as quickly as i can but i am kind of because you know adrian and i kind of play the same way we look at the achievements and we see what we can do so i am grabbing all the amigos i am going to get you know all the supremos which are the backpacks so i'm doing as much as i can as well as tackling it in a particular order so if you guys are familiar with most far cries Generally, there's going to be, you know, one big bad guy and you're in this place and you generally have to overthrow whoever it is that's, you know, oppressing everybody. And it kind of breaks it up into, into different, like, sections. So this particular one is that you're in um, Yara, which is a, like a fictional Caribbean island, which is supposed to be like a modern-day Cuba. So the big bad in this one is uh, Gian uh, Carlo Esposito, who's playing uh, El Presidente Anton. And who looks great, by the way, to me, anyways, I've never played a Far Cry at all. So he does look really good, although his he's just got such a distinct look. He kind of out of everyone else has this uncanny valley look to where like it looks like his face is always just kind of big and up and like his eyes like never blink. <laughs> so it kind of throws me off here and there. But the big gripe is that this game is doing well, like generally speaking, this thing sold sold well. But the big divisive, like, the splitting the critics and the fans are like, oh, this is more the same. They didn't do anything else. All it is is a reskin Far Cry 5 with a new villain set in this place, and they didn't do anything new. So my answer to that is kind of, well, because these guys are like, you know, I played Far Cry 3, and then it's I played Far Cry 4, and then I played Far Cry 5, and 6 is not adding anything new. Where I'm like, well, then why did you play all these games? If that's if that's not what you like, then why are you playing 3, 4, Five and then all the way to six because everyone keeps saying like all this game is is like you know you're running through you have to check box 
um, different things. You have to take over factions. You have to collect loot and all this thing. I'm like, well, yeah, that's what a Far Cry game is. So I'm interested to see what Andrew is going to say when he plays it. Because Andrew has never dived into one. So this will be his first uh, interaction with it. But, you know, as far as Far Cry 6 goes, I like the way Far Cry 6 plays. I like this type of game. I like the clean first-person shooting and then the different types of guns you can get, like a bow, a flamethrower, a rocket launcher, a rifle, a shotgun, a pistol. You can go horseback. You can get all these cool weapons. You can collect these sidekicks that are in this particular game are amigos, which are all, these, are all these animals. Yeah, you get this guapo who's this croc, chorizo who's the little dog with uh, broken legs. You get chicharron who's this big-ass cockfighting rooster and... If you guys, so if you aren't particularly familiar, what you do is you have to unlock all these different bases and stuff and help all these different people kind of overcome what they have to in their section. And eventually each location has a bad guy. You take out one, you take out one, you take out one, and then it leads you to the main bad guy. It's pretty much like that in every one of these games. So if you do not like that style of gameplay, then I can't help you if you bought Far Cry 6 expecting something else. It's literally just another number in the Far Cry series. It's Far Cry 6. This is what this game is going to be. Now, if your complaint is that this game isn't innovative in any way, then I hear you on that point. I hear you. If you're saying that like, oh, I wish they would have added this or that or maybe improved on something, sure. But out of all the reviews I'm seeing, nobody's giving like a a response to what they expected. All everyone's complaining about is that, oh, it's more of the same. And in my mind, it's like, well, you knew that going into this. We all know what a Far Cry game is. Do you, do you have something you want to add before I keep going? Yeah, I was going to say, I can completely understand that. For me, I don't mind it being a checkbox game because, again, I've never played one, so I'm not going to have that complaint playing this. <laughs> but I can almost understand that point just coming off of Lost Judgment. Lost Judgment is just a rehash of Judgment, which is just a rehash of Yakuza and an Evolution. And they do make small innovations, obviously, graphically and a couple different things that they do. But as a huge fan of the series, that's what I want to play it for. I don't want to see them reinvent the wheel and then maybe it turn out to be this thing that I hate, which they took that gamble with like a dragon, which is an RPG now. And it's almost like Final Fantasy, but they kept a series that's just for that. So I can I, I'm right there with you that why did you get this game then if you're expect like obviously they showed trailers, they showed everything. I can understand you being maybe a little upset that they don't innovate maybe graphically uh -huh. or certain modes or let's say they've always had a bunk UI or something like that. But if you're expecting them to reinvent the wheel on something that makes a game, that game, that identity, the same thing I said, uh, Assassin's Creed does, then I, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's more like, that sounds like it's more on you than it is on anyone else. Yeah. Cause my main thing is like, yeah, if you've gotten to four, if you play three and you're like, okay, and I played four. Okay, it's more than you get the five, then you shouldn't have got six. But my, my, but I, I'm glad you brought up Assassin's Creed because what I was looking at is like it's, it's, Ubisoft does Assassin's Creed as well, and they took a game like the original stealthy Assassin's Creed and turned it into this open world and we rebooted it with Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla after like and seven it, games. And if so, you yeah. look at that, all they turned it into was Far Cry, all they did was turn it into Far Cry essentially and those three games are the best-selling games for assassin's creed valhalla so even if i you, like them more than they ever were yeah, yeah even if you wanted to change far cry i wouldn't know how you would do it because it looks like you would have to scale it down because the complaint is you know there's too many check there's too many things on the map they call it icon porn there's too many things to go do out the bat but i'm like that's what i like doing you can literally start this game and move in any direction so as, as far as the people that are like that's their biggest complaint that's on you because you shouldn't have bought this game if you already knew that that's... Because everyone that's complaining about it is saying this is like all the other ones. Where I'm really curious what you do as a first-timer jumping in and going, Oh, 
I see what they're talking about. I don't like this style of play. But then, you know, as that player, you won't buy seven then because you yeah. don't like six. Anyone that played the last three and bought six, I have no sympathy for. I hate, and it, it depends on the person too, the people who use that term like, oh, icon porn, the maps too, whatever. Because then when you look at a device of like, okay, well, let me ask you your opinion on The Witcher 3, which is a huge fucking map with, I felt like basically, no, oh, that's one of the greatest games of all time. I'm like, dude, that was few and far between. Like, this is way more packed with shit to do. At and least harder than, just fast a bunch traveling. Of, than just a bunch of empty whatever with harder fast traveling and takes me a slog to get from A to B. And people love The Witcher, which I think mm-hmm. is great. And maybe I, I'm just late to the party because I didn't play it until a year ago, but when I was playing it, I'm like, dude, this is what people love. I didn't even explore 90% of the map. At least when I did Odyssey and everything after that, there was maybe like a tiny section of the map I didn't go to. And by then I was already moving on to something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's my gripe when it comes to when I've been reading on the critic and review aspect of it. So if you are going to play this game and you haven't played it yet and you guys are watching this show, um, take that. Like if you like Far Cry, take that. If you like Far Cry, and you like the mechanics, then don't expect anything new outside of another cool storyline, which I like. A lot of people are saying they don't, but I I like five. I like four. I like I like Pagan. I like Voss. I like uh, Jacob. I like all those villains. So it's Presidente Anton for me is, is is cool. The setting is cool. But if that's not what you're interested in, then I would just say don't buy it. Don't buy it and then be disappointed. Just don't buy it. The game is what it is. And it's, if you are looking forward to it, then I will say that the game looks the best it ever has. The big gripe that I have is that in past Far Cries, you can when you complete missions, you'll get experience and you'll get points. And then the points let you buy specifics like more uh, being able to hold your breath longer, being able to hold your gun steadier, being able to get certain animal in recruitment. And that builds your play style. Like if you're a stealthier person, you can build your person stealthy. If you want to be more action oriented, you can build your character action oriented. In this one, they kind of replaced it with this gear system. So the main thing is you've got to go around (coughs) collecting loot and money to upgrade these bases that essentially will help you get more loot and money. So I can see the grind and like a loop that just doesn't really end in the sake of getting more loot and stuff. But the, so what they replaced the point system was, was just gear. So you either find it or you can buy it. And what each gear piece does will give you those abilities. So instead of gaining experience and buying them yourself, you've got to like pay to get it, which doesn't necessarily rub me the wrong way because the game really isn't anything hard like there's two different modes I, I think it's just normal and story mode there's no achievement for beating it on the harder one so i just did story mode i mean you can re- basically run through this game with a assault rifle and a silencer on it and a scope which is what i've been doing because headshots in this game like actually matter so unlike some of the older games i like, like that everybody has like a health bar like you know harder bosses will have three if you hit them it'll take off one or two in old games if you get a, if you nail a clean headshot they're dead like you can still shoot them in the body and you can change your ammo and you can do like armor piercing rounds and stuff like that but a headshot's a headshot so there's i mean it's i feel like when you're taking over a base it feels a lot more satisfying when you can go in there and just take people out from a distance or even when you're running in nail these clean headshots so for me the the gameplay is is infinitely better outside of maybe the leveling up system which i actually do prefer the points versus the gear but i'm not you know i'm not dying that gear is the way to do it because some of the gear is really cool you can equip full set pieces that'll give you um a better chance at it but you can have gloves that do like that will sabotage an alarm. You can have boots that make you quieter. You can have pants that when you get into a car, it automatically repairs it. So it's a little more diverse when it comes to how you want to equip your guy and also it'll do the look. 
the coolest thing I think it brings to it are these backpacks called Supremos, or how do you say it in Spanish? Supremo. Supremos. And it's, that's kind of a really fun, different way to customize your guy. You start off with this one that has like rocket launchers. So, and it's got a cooldown. Yeah, I remember so that from the trailer. Yeah. yeah. So when you see a helicopter or something chasing you, your guy bends down and he blasts them. But later on, you can buy ones that do like one does an EMP burst. So when you're around like a tank or something like that, it'll it, or like alarms, it'll it'll um, shut everything down. There's another one that you can get if you are playing in co-op that it'll heal everybody faster. And so there's different ways to kind of modify your guy. Um, as far and it's got dude, it's got a great soundtrack. It's got like Ricky Martin is on there. It's got a lot of songs in Spanish. So I feel and they dude, everybody says gorilla. So instead of saying like guerrilla warfare, it's if I'm even saying it right, I can always hear it, but I don't think I say it right. Gorilla. It's how they always keep saying uh, it. And is it one of those games? It's two where, L's, but the L's are wise. Is it one of those games where like you'll hear that a million times, like Malacca, Malacca, it's, Malacca? Do you hear it constantly? And uh, I gotta say, so the soundtracks is, is really fun to listen to. The combat is tight and smooth, and that is why I like playing these games because I like my FPS games, but I don't play on the scale like an Andrew does online multiplayer shooter like Battlefield and Call of Duty. I'm like playing my Borderlands and my Far Cry. So for me, when I get good, clean FPS shooting, this is where I like to do it. You That's know, I, king, yeah. You know what I mean? And I got this big world to go do it. So um, the what else was I looking at here? My let's see, land control. Oh, one of the big things too is in the old ones, a lot of people always complain about doing the tower climb um instead of just clearing out like a base you you have to do these towers and go up 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 i haven't ran into one of those things in this one so if that was something that you didn't like doing which i know a lot of people didn't even i didn't care for them it's not in this game so the part i even didn't like in the old you know icon porn that's not even in this game as far as what you have to do to clear the map so I don't know, man. I'm super enjoying it. Like, um, How far are you into it, would you say? So out of the map, I've cleared off one. I've already killed the main guy in this one. And I'm halfway, it's not almost done with the second one. So I probably got maybe, and I leave my Xbox on all the time. So it says I got like over 18 hours in this game, but I doubt gameplay wise, that's it. So I would say I'm probably over halfway done at this point. And uh, I don't know, man. It looks clean to me. Um, one of the big things I know it was kind of because Andrew talks about the mini game where that he was doing in Lost Judgment. And this one you can actually play dominoes. I know I sent you a picture of yeah. that. You're playing Bones, so that was cool. But one of the controversies was it has this um, cockfighting fucking mini game you can do. And hey, show me that earlier. It looks dude, hilarious. It's it's fucking hilarious. It's almost like this game could have been a game on its own. It's literally <laughs> two fucking roosters. And if so, you can find. I think it's up to ten. And those will be your playable characters. You can go look for them, and that's who you pick versus the next guy. And it's literally like round one, fight, and you got three lives, and you've got like a power move, a short move, and like a you can spinning attack, and you can power. I mean, it's actually pretty fun to play, but um, I know Gino brought it up to my attention, and you, we were talking about earlier, like Peter was actually trying to get this shut down or get it taken out of the game. And there's a really good article, and I'll, if I can find it, I'll leave it in the description. But like outside of America, like this exists, it's legal. In other places and it's it means something different to people in countries like that so if i don't think it's right for PETA to take something away here especially a they're digital fucking animals they're not no no animals actually being hurt i mean they might take it as it encourages well, they also bitched about monster hunting, yeah so. so um but in those countries it means something different they have a different philosophy when it comes to like cockfighting i mean obviously it's inhumane but if you guys are interested in it i would say go check it out but overall man i think the game's clean and i'm super looking forward to your um interpretation diving into this game because and, and and see if i'm right see if you compare far cry to how the new assassin's creed 
run because to me that's to what they it. did they turned assassin's creed made it more successful by making it more far cry so i don't know what you would do with more far, far cry to turn it into anyone else that's complaining about how the game plays when that's how the game's supposed to be and see i loved assassin's creed but i love um odyssey and origins more than i do any previous one i would say odyssey is actually my favorite one i didn't really care for valhalla i no, felt see, like i love two i love brotherhood and and black flag i like the old ones man because uh, if you're gonna change anything about far cry into something new then do not call it far cry just make take what far cry is and if you want to adjust things just turn it into a new ip so you guys can have a new franchise that appeases like like the yakuza's one's gonna be the rpg style one's gonna be the run yeah. bang them you know beat them up do that with Far Cry, but turn it, call it something else, and then let that be its own franchise. So I don't know. I would say again, I'll just repeat: if you guys are fans of that gameplay, then get it. This game's great. It's got its gripes. It's not perfect, but it's fun. If you're new to it, I'd say give it a chance because it's fun gameplay. Maybe it's like Pokemon. It's because it's not Nintendo that it's getting knocked because they put out a new Pokemon, which is essentially the same. Ten out of ten every year. Yeah, every year. So I don't know. I'm, I should, but it's hopefully by the time we do our next episode, which probably not. I'm gonna try to have it done, and I'll give you kind of a bigger um, review. I oh, not a bigger review, just more because I don't know how it ends. This game could fall flat. Like I said, I'm having fun. Yeah, it could be one of those doing games a bunch of stuff. It's, got, a, it's got really cool vehicles. It's got really cool guns. So let's see how much further I get into it. Because I guess another complaint as cool as Giancarlo Esposito is, I feel like out of all the games, I've seen the least of him. Ah, uh, that's so you sucks. know what I mean. Because like in in three, you see a lot of Voss. He kind of drives the story. Like every time you get every time it cuts to a scene, Voss is the reason you get caught and move on. I really liked. Um, is it Joseph or Jacob? I think it's Joseph. Ah, uh, maybe it's Jacob in number five. Like he's in that game a lot. Pagan in 4 is in that game a lot. So far, he only pops up in these scenes. If you do like a certain story, if you're following a certain storyline, he'll he'll pop up, but he's not doing anything drastic. He does one part where you get caught, and this is, really isn't a spoiler, because you get caught in every Far Cry game, and for some odd reason, they always let you go. But they start torturing you, man, and he gets pliers, and they start pulling out the back of your teeth, and he goes, so he finally escapes, and he calls this dude Juan, and he's like, he's like, damn it, he's like, they pulled out my molars, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that happened to me back in the Congo, except I did it to myself. Don't worry about it. You'll just have to start chewing in the front like a rabbit. Dude, I died. I thought it was hilarious. So I don't know. I guess that's what I have to say about Far Cry 6 as of now. Well, I'm hyped for it. I definitely want to try it. Nice. So, guys, check that out. That is the end of our story. So, Andrew and I are going to move into riffing it up. up, up. So, um, I'll leave this one off. My riff, guys, is that uh, FIFA is looking at changing or fifa from ea is looking at changing the name so um and they've had a partnership with fifa as far back as like 1993 so if you guys are interested um there's a full article on bloomberg but uh really quick to just kind of quote some of what it says it says uh the fifa soccer video games which have sold hundreds of millions of copies worldwide may cease to exist in their current form after their publisher said it was considering renaming them Electronic Arts Inc. said in a statement Thursday that it was exploring the idea of renaming its global EA Sports football games and as a result would be reviewing its naming rights agreement with FIFA, the international governing body of association football. This pact is separate from all of its other official partnerships and licenses, it said. Um, they, so again, they didn't really dive too much into the why or what it would be named to. As far as I can kind of grasp is that they just kind of want to draw the line more between the separation of FIFA and what the body, the, you know, the full body organization does. So EA only can do things with FIFA that involve 
the game where FIFA, the organization, can do more things outside of it. So anything that reflects on the outside of it that doesn't reflect in their game, they can't change anything about that. So I don't. I think it's stupid. I mean, I don't know on the back end if maybe there's a licensing thing that they're if them changing the name from FIFA to something else saves them millions of dollars by not, sure pay, by not somehow, paying for the name yeah. FIFA. So, I mean, I could see it in a business sense, but as far as FIFA is one of the best selling games every year for sports, you're losing instantly a, a draw name and, and, a, and a brand. So, I, I mean, there's probably a ton more into this that maybe I'm missing and I'm not the biggest sports guy. But I did want to bring this up because I do think that's extremely interesting. It'd be like out of nowhere, they finally go, you know what, we're going to change Madden. Let's change it to the like the Washington football team. Let's change it to the football game. Like you lose the instant earring of when someone says Madden to where I- any gamer, even if you know the casual gamer, goes, "Oh, I know what you're talking about." Yeah, Madden. You start calling it something else. You know, if you start bringing it back to like game day, nine, you know, ninety eight. You know, it, blitz, it, blitz. You know, no one's gonna like jump on it. So I don't know. Did you did you see that being funny in any particular way? The money is mainly the reason. I, I guess I could see where it would make sense if it's saving them hundreds of millions in the long run. I wonder how that's going to affect them. Like as far as like, if I was that organ, if I was the organization that controls that, and I, I don't know if it's the same or how that works, but like, I'll, I'll use madness example. Cause I don't really like play soccer that I was like, okay, well fuck you. You have to use the name Madden. Otherwise you can't use any of our actual team names. And I don't want to play with like the Washington Knights or something fucking stupid like that. So for soccer, I football, whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't know if that's really going to be a big difference between, like, I don't even know if you even have a right to say, like, oh, Team USA, Team Mexico, Team Japan. But then again, I also don't know the names. I don't know. I, I, I know Europe like, has, like, a bunch of them. I think they're just clubs, aren't they? Aren't they just, like... Well, some of them have, like, actual, like, names names, and it's not just, like, Team Mexico. Hey, he and, like, named whatever. names. So I wonder if when they move away from the name FIFA, if they still have the rights to those actual names, though. Interesting. So that's all I got to say, guys. If you guys have heard about this and you maybe know more than I've even been able to explain to you guys, like, jump in the comments and let us know because I thought it was really um, interesting. And again, this only dropped like two, three days ago. So maybe since the recording, more has leaked or at least been revealed. But I just don't get why you would change something that's worldwide recognized and a bestseller. You know what I mean? It's not like the game's dipping and they're like, okay, here's our chance to rebrand ourselves and go, let's, you know, let's reinvent it. It's like, no, this game sells gangbusters every year, you know, every time they release one. So I don't know why you would lose that, that naming edge that they had. So I wonder if this is a bigger deal in Europe since like football or since soccer, football, whatever, whatever yeah, you want to fucking call it, call it soccer, it right? is not, is not the dominant sport here in America. Yeah, but it's still sell. But what's well, it matter? no, I, it I know sells. it's huge, but I'm just saying that there's a big difference between uh, how many soccer commercials you see between whatever and NFL. I wonder, like, if there's people over there that are like, I'll fucking, uh, you know, jump off a bridge if they change the name from FIFA <laughs> to whatever. So whatever, if they fuck with my FIFA, yeah. like, I wonder if that's a bigger thing to where that's the yeah, definition sure, of a diehard. I'm, I'm sure for here, oh! if they were to change like fucking Madden or uh, yeah, I mean so. you really only have the show but if they were to change Madden to something else if that would be the equivalent yeah so that's mine what do you got um, my big riff is actually that they showed off a new trailer for Welcome to Raccoon City I know before that I said like it kind of looked oh, like we were shit. both dogging on that thing and but that was I screenshots though right yeah the screenshots and I said I was going to reserve my judgment until I saw a trailer the trailer came and I really didn't want to be pulled into it. I did not want to be hype. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be excited for this movie because I don't want to be let down. But goddamn, that trailer got good. Like, I 
there's two different ones. So if you weren't happy about one, try the other. Because there's one where it plays like music. I forget. I don't even know who the fuck sings it, but it's that song. It's like, well, what's going on? What's I didn't, going on? I didn't really care for that one. And then I watched the second one, which is more like a trailer with area music than what you would expect from a horror movie. So once I watched that one, I went back and watched the other one, which feels more like a James Gunn, like Suicide Squad. Is it Marvin Gaye? What's going on? Uh, no, I think no, it's that's what, what's I, going on. <laughs> I think I think it's like three non-blondes or something uh, like that. I'll see, I'll see we can find but it. either way, there's a ton of callbacks to the games. There's a ton of like Easter eggs everywhere. I thought it looked good. Your opinion? Um, this is the beauty of what Hollywood can do versus what somebody leaking a screenshot can do. When you see those screenshots, they're gen- they're flat. They may be filtered, but they're not what you're gonna see when ma- you know the Hollywood magic gets its touch on it. Because once you see that trailer, the whole the whole tone just looks different. The whole thing looks good, crisp, clean. I'm super excited. I still have my reserves about how I think Leon's going to perform. And if you notice, he literally is in it probably the least out of every He actually character. does not bug me. I see everyone talking shit about it. Uh, and I'm the biggest Ari fan. And for some reason, Leon does not it's bug me just, at all. I don't know. It's not so much that he bugs me. It's just his overall look. Like, I'm not saying his acting is bad because I didn't really see much of it. It's just when I when I look at a lot of those other characters, especially how when, when Claire was standing there in the outfit, I'm like, oh, that's Claire. <coughs> when Robbie Amell standing there, look, I'm like, oh, that looks like Chris. When I look at Leon, I'm like, that's not my Leon. And like, I think we said this in a few shows back when you're doing multiple Resident Evil projects that are still out right now, like the anime the cartoons and the movies, you have a version of Leon. So at least if everyone else looks like their character, I don't get why he st- stands out when arguably Leon is probably the most recognizable Resident Evil character right. at this point. Like he surpassed in my mind, Jill. And He's Chris. been in the movies and the games and everything. So like my that, only yeah. question, I guess is because everything looks great to me. My question is, because this is a movie, it's not a show, correct? It's rated R, it's right. a movie. It seems like they're, I mean, obviously they are because the characters are both in it. Well, spoilers I, if you haven't watched the trailer, so take a second and then go ahead. Is that, um, obviously they're blending one and two together. I was just going to say and that. They are- I hope they don't lose anything, but the more I kind of thought about it, I'm like, well, outside of doing like the puzzles and getting from A to B, In really, the mansion, if you yeah. just take the storyline beats... That's probably enough to squish into 30, 45 minutes. And Resident Evil 2, if you're not running around and collecting this and you're just doing this, like, you can probably condense that into 30, 45 minutes. And if you kind of cross, you know, put them on top of each other and layered them and then timed it correctly, I guess you could probably do it. That's my biggest my biggest holdback is like, I hope we don't lose something because what you're doing now is creating something that's not exactly from the game, which is good. We don't need a beat by beat remake movie. So it is kind of cool. They're taking the liberty of going, okay, well let's let Chris and Claire cross because that does not happen in number one. And it does not happen in number two. So the fact that this movie is going to be like in the beginning, they're talking and then they go to the mansion and then they go to the police station. I'm interested to see just, is it going to be a time flash because they happened what a year apart? So for seeing what the, the games, the games, aren't they? No, the, no, the games are like are within days. It's within like days apart. Okay, so do you think it'll be? Or actually, I think it's a month or so from between one and two, but two and three take place at the same time within days. Of right. Each okay, other. but one and two aren't running simultaneously. No, they're not. So concurrent. I'm curious of how they're going to do that. So I'm sure it looks like they're going to do it okay, but I guess that'd be my biggest hesitation of like, I hope we don't mess something up in a timeline. I'm in your boat. I'm actually really open to it because I think you can do a one and a two back to back like that and fit that within a movie. Take out the puzzles because you don't have to have everything beat for beat. I don't need to see the giant fucking sewer croc or something like that. My biggest concern and what I'm hoping is that they leave a door open for three. 
because 3 does take place at the same time as 2. You can end with the city, spoilers if you haven't played Resident Evil 2, any version of it from the past 20 years. You can end with the city <laughs> getting nuked, but leave the door open for 3 to take place at the same time with Jill and the Nemesis and whatever and get like a third movie out of that. I do not want to try to see three movies squished together, or yeah. three games squished together in a movie, but I think the two from what I've seen and kind of the tone of it, especially because they're taking scenes from, or from like Resident Evil Remake, the game specifically with like Lisa Trevor and stuff, I think that it could work within that given time frame. Yeah, and I, I, I gotta say, when they did the, because I remember having a PlayStation 1 in Resident Evil and back in the day when, you know, those polygons were looking sharp, when the when the zombie does the head turn in the mansion, the first one you went into, you yeah. go, dude, dude, that was scary shit. Obviously now it's a joke kind of when you go back and look at those games, but when they were able to recreate that, I was just like, damn, like there's some fan service. So at least they kind of are giving fans a little bit of hint and, and I don't want to say Easter eggs, but like some nostalgia blood and being like, okay, yeah, guys, there's tons here's a little bit for you. Yeah. So as soon as I saw them, I'm like, okay, cool. They are at least at some point running a simultaneous line between that and the game because obviously that's almost the same exact scene that happens. I so. would say the trailer for that we we're watching was almost like, I want to say like 85% accurate to what the games were. Yeah, like, so. It was very 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 close yeah i'm with andrew originally i thought i wasn't going to be hyped or and I, or at least i wasn't holding my breath for this game or this movie but once you saw those trailers either or i was just like okay i'm now at probably about 85 percent let me see probably one more trailer before it comes out and i'll be hooked i was expecting a hey, hook line stinker i was expecting trailer wise it to it be like a two and this is like an eight possibly to like a 10 for me but that's only because i'm a resident no, well, i also fan. thought the trailer was going to come out like a b movie like this looks like it's got well, some good production good, and yeah. i like it looks like there's a lot of practical effects and then the cgi so like the liquors and all that stuff look like cgi but then some of the zombies like when he was busting in and grabbing them from like the helicopter i'm like dude that looks like a practical effect of a guy just just done looking like a zombie so i'm like i like when movies can use more practical effects than overuse cgi and this movie could have easily have just overdone cgi and made everything you know, look out of place at least. Because when you do it, when you do too much of it and you don't have the budget to produce that much, then it just comes out looking cheesy. And I got to say, this doesn't look as cheesy as I thought it was going to, not even like close. So. No, no. And this, no matter what, I'm definitely going to go see this in theaters. November 24th. I'm November in. 24th. So uh, let's move into questions of the week. And we, oh God, did I even write these down? Yes, I did. Um, we will just do one and then we'll save the next two for the next episode. Cause we did go a little bit long, but this question comes from skate and splat. I like that skate and splat exclamation point. And he writes, uh, hashtag last call X. What's the boss battle you struggled with the most? Which one is stuck in your memory, either in a good or bad way? Uh, do you got anything you want to rattle off? Yeah, mine actually would be the final boss from Sekiro. Um, I think it's like Lord Ashina when he gets um, reborn. And that one's like a three-stage fight because you fight like his... Uh, it's been a while since I played the game. I think it's his grandson hey, first. Hey, he did 100%. And then he's reborn. Yeah, I did 100% it. But that one literally took me like more than one day to beat. Like I was stuck on that. I remember yelling at the game for hours. I was in a party with my cousin playing because I didn't want to try anything else. I remember sitting there for hours on that. And that fight for me, some fucking reason, was the hardest fight. And my and if I had a second, it's also from Dark Souls because I had another one where it, dude, it took me multiple days to fucking beat it. But once I finally did, it got me through. But that is the hardest one I ever had to do that I can think of in my memory that I'm like, dude, fuck this, this is fucking stupid. Like I'm done. Like <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. 
Nice. Um, I was, um, I had two because one was, um, more recently and or at least on, you know, last gen systems was in Bioshock infinite there's, and I played, I played that one on hard. I didn't play it on like 1958 mode or whatever the hardest one is, but there's this big, um, like plain battle scene you have to do where everything's like coming at you and you've got to like set up stuff to like block this and block this. And I remember getting my ass kicked and I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna be able to beat this game. Like I just... I'm getting beat, like I'm getting close, but I'm getting beat, and, there, and I'm sure Andrew can probably agree with this, and maybe you guys listening to this can agree as well, but there's a lot of times where I think maybe sometimes we just play a game too much, overthink it, set the controller down, breathe, don't even play it for a day, come back and you can beat it in the first try, right. and that's what happened with that Bioshock game, I remember I was playing it all for day, sure like, there. I was like, I can't beat this, set it down, I don't, I don't think I played it for two days, I went back, played it, beat it on the first try. But I do remember being like, in my head, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to be able to beat this game because I can't get past this part. But, you know, bullied through it and eventually did. But I was thinking of like some older games, like when I was a kid that were like a pain in the ass. Because there's definitely games I could never beat or get through. But um, Aladdin on Sega Genesis, because there's two different versions. There's the, there's the Super Nintendo version and there's the Sega version. But the Sega version is tough, especially when you get to the palace and then it turns into fire, and you got to run through all that, and then you actually got to fight Jafar as the snake. Like, I remember as a kid, because now if you play it, like, if you buy the Aladdin game now, there's rewind, or if you do, like, an emulator, you can get so far, and you can rewind, and then do it again, and not and not do it, but I beat it on Sega Genesis with no rewind, and, you know, just one, one go, and I remember as a kid, I would get my ass kicked, and um, I finally remember replaying it and beating it, and I was like, dude, Thank you, because that that I wouldn't have died happy if I know I never was able to beat Aladdin on Sega Genesis, and I finally did. But as a kid, man, that boss fight was a pain in my ass. Dude, I'll tell you right now that when I did the Dark Souls ones, I beat them like individually, like each whatever amount of times that it took. When I did Sekiro, that final boss fight was so fucking hard. I actually glitched the ending trophy because you got you're supposed to beat that guy, beat the game again beat him again and then take a different route for the ending that i found a guide online that you just fucking quit out after you do whatever you choose one ending then load back up he's beaten and then you do the other because there was no fucking way i was going to do that again <laughs> i was like get fucked dude Excellent. i am done i like that question and this is the first time i've seen um skate and splat on there man so i appreciate you finding the channel and i appreciate you leaving a question leave your yeah, answers you. down below and feel free to leave more, man, because we love answering stuff like this. But I, like I said, we had two more, but we are running a little bit long, guys. So we'll answer those on next week's episode. So before we go, we are giving away an Xbox Series X. If you guys are interested in that, here are the rules on how to enter and how you can win. Hey, guys, this is Craig with Last Call Productions, here to tell you about the Last Call Gaming giveaway for the Xbox Series X that we're going to be doing on this channel. But there's a couple of things you need to know in order to win it. First you must be subscribed. So if you're on this channel, if you're listening to this right now, drop down and hit that subscribe button. The second thing is that this is gonna be running on our Last Call Gaming show that we do every week. The contest is gonna start from episode 105 and it's gonna run all the way to 112. 112 will be your last chance to enter the contest because on the following week, on episode 113, that is when we're going to announce the winner. Now to enter, you must leave a comment in each episode that says hashtag last call X. That is going to be your valid entry into the contest. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to pull one name out of each episode from five to 12 and put those names into a hat. And then on episode 113, we're going to pull one lucky winner that's actually going to win this series X. Now, 
this contest is going to be open for everyone. All countries are available. If there is any issue, um, please feel free to email us at lastcallproductions at gmail.com or you can leave it in the comments down below for any questions and we will get back to you and let you know for sure. The only hiccups may be shipping or anything that might uh, prohibit us from sending it to your region. And as always, guys, good luck. All right, guys, that is the contest. That is how you win. That is the end of episode 108. We will be back uh, later on this week for episode 109. So until next time, guys, my name is Craig Prowse. That is Manju Montemere. Cheers. See ya.